Hello, hello, testing, testing, my name is Craig Austin, and I am ready to eat bananas. Hello, and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, the original non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by friends, comedians, and nemeses. Joining me today is my friend. And that is I, Craig Austin. Craig Austin, eater of bananas. I do enjoy my potassium. It's a good element. What are we doing today? Today we are going to be exploring the wonderful world of anime. And what better way to do that than have a little bit of Neon Genesis Evangelion on the menu. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. Welcome to Argon Exodus, where a bottle of Argon, who's sick and tired of being taken for granted by his welder, decides to leave. Uh, they go on mirror image journeys of discovery and learn that they need each other after all. There's some science here that I'm not getting, but I like it. Oh, uh, when when you're when you're MIG welding, you use a bottle of argon. What for keeping the oxygen out of the weld? Oh, I see. I like it. But wait, that doesn't sound like the show I'm supposed to be watching with you. I mean, welcome to Neon Genesis Evangelion, the 1995 anime about killing angels and defeating God. Hey, you aren't at that part yet, or are you? Ooh, you never know with the show. You never know. I assume that they're fighting angels at some point. It, it's an anime. Someone's going to kill God. <laughs> yes, no, Neon Genesis Evangelion. And why are we talking about it? Well, as Paul said, pop culture stuff. And in this case, Neon Genesis Evangelion is very pop culture. It could be argued by some to have been one of the defining animes of 1995. But also it was one of these animes, I think, that sort of made... Uh, headway for anime in the west by which i mean uh united states canada and europe you are exactly correct from my own nostalgic experience it is actually one of the first anime i ever watched the only others up to that point being things that were on cartoon network and were of a slightly different nature so this was like uh, I don't think I ever saw this, or maybe I might have seen an episode on sort of late night Cartoon Network before they realized that sometimes cartoons are made for not children. You know what? I You may have seen it on late night Cartoon Network, but I think in my case, it was late night sci-fi channel because yes, European Cartoon Network at least did not show this. It was a bit too much. They did show Gundam Wing, which was a show released at the exact same, well, roughly the same year, uh, and also a robot anime. Slightly different, though, and that actually wasn't nearly as popular in the East, but it was more popular in the West. But that's a different I story. Guess over, I guess over here, it was also just something new. It was also just something new. So, like, uh, th this is a real sort of pop culture royalty, at least in what we'll vaguely refer to as the West, right? Mm. Is Do you know if this, the if Neon Genesis has like a, a whole big following in Japan as well, or is it like bigger here than it was oh, there? Oh no, Neon Genesis Evangelion has a massive following in the uh, Japan. In fact, some even say it was one of the many shows of 1995 that then brought out the animation slump that the current tree was currently going through. History, history, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Uh, that, yeah, anime actually was on a bit of a downslope, and then suddenly it was back on again, and many then shows after could be said to have been influenced by the ideas and style and themes of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, you were also surprised in particular that, like, I hadn't seen this. And on watching this, I was also like, uh, I think I might have caught an episode mm. back in the day. Something about this seems familiar, but I don't remember anything about it. But, like, why were you surprised that I haven't seen it? I think it's one of those, as I said, it's one of those shows that was shown when this new medium was coming to the West. Uh, and it was almost like people watch Dragon Ball Z or anything on Cartoon Network. And then people have gone, oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Because I think it was just one of the first that came out that was really like, oh, there's this thing called anime. Have you seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? Oh, no, I haven't. What's that? Oh, yeah. And so a lot of people who are anime fans will at least have heard of Neon Genesis Evangelion. That is, I think, why. I mean, I think this is even before anime was a word. Mm. I think it, we were still calling it Japanimation. Or even just cartoons that were Or just cartoons. Oh, they're different. <laughs> yeah. 
this one seems to be for a slightly more mature audience and treats me, the person watching, with respect as an audience. That's new and different. Although, of course, I definitely did not appreciate all its subtleties when first watching, uh, as shown by watching it again today and going, oh, wow, I mm. think my brain completely just blanked out all this stuff, probably because I was 18 and going, ah, well, get, get back to the robot fighting. <laughs> you there, get in the robot. Get, Don't care. Get, get in the get robot. Get in the goddamn robot, Shinji. Shinji, I'm I'm sure you've got all kinds of feelings, but get into the robot, please. But, but I'm, I want I'm more robot boy. I don't know. I just, <laughs> Shut up, Shinji. No one cares about your angst. Well, not the 18 year old watching the, the show they want to watch about cool robots. As an adult, maybe I care a little more, but I still hate his guts. But that's uh, well, you know, I'm just being mean. So unless there's anything to say more of this, uh, unless there's anything more to say at the front, then we should get started. Certainly, And of course, by start, you mean the intro, Paul. I mean, episode one, Angel Attack. And we fade in, but not well, before well, the, the entire three minute long intro song, which slaps far harder than it has any right to slap. I was going to say, Paul, you're in a, you were very dangerous territory there many fans would have immediately been writing in going he didn't talk about the intro and we have to talk about the intro i mean if you still want to tell me that you can do that at one for paul on twitter and tell me you didn't do it before tweeting me again and saying actually yeah never mind so what do we think first impressions it's good. Uh, it also seems to have a whole lot of biblical slash Kabbalist imagery of things like seven winged angels with just so many eyes in all kinds of places where eyes should not be. Indeed. Uh, all on a backdrop of what you assume, probably important characters, at least at first, and then suddenly the climax, just loads and loads of uh, characters, images, words. Very quick. Very quick. So many, including words like like a cruel angel, become a legend, young boy, and also so eager for something you touch so softly, those innocent eyes know nothing of the fate that awaits you. Yep, that's uh, that's what being 14 feels like. Yep, and my favorite, of course, Absolute Terrorfield. Absolute Terrorfield, yeah. also what being 14 feels like. <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, again... Something that when you get used to anime, you become very used to, but still new at the time. The idea of all characters will be an intro, looking quite, quite cool, but you won't realize they're characters yet because there's probably spoilers in this intro, but you don't know them yet, so they're not spoilers. <laughs> it's a cool way to do it because it's like, it's not clear it's a spoiler. Mm. It's just like, this thing looks cool. I wonder what it is. And of course, as you said, all those, again, goes over your head as a kid, but now, oh yeah, oh, Adam, oh, Lilith, oh, oh okay, Bible references. Oh, maybe this is... A Maybe there's some subtext here. Someone's read their Bibble. Their Bibble. Actually fade in this time to a distant future, the year 2015. Dun, dun, dun. The future. Uh, a helicopter flying over the flooded streets of a city in some kind of giant robot monster thing. I guess it might not be a robot. I think this is just a monster swimming towards just so many tanks. Indeed, the city is desolate. You hear the announcer saying evacuate, implying that, oh, okay, people might have been here at some point and evacuated only recently. It's not like it's a deserted city. How interesting. Mm. What sort of world are we in? But we don't have time for that now. It's time no. for the military. It's time for this one kid on the street being here like, oh, I guess she's not showing up. I better go evacuate now. As he holds a picture of a uh, of a super hot lady just bending forward for the camera, and and it has some and it had got a lipstick kiss on it, and also some writing which I did look up. Uh, and in Japanese it reads, "To Shinjikun, I'll be picking you up, so wait for me, okay?" Heart, and then an arrow towards her breasts, which say, "Check this out." Yes. And here we have, again... Yep, uh, that's what being 14 feels like. Not to mention, again, the influence of the show. Not all of it good. Uh, th th this is something that you will see continue for our anime through the next 10, 20 years. What we call the slightly inappropriateism. 
Hmm. Okay. Mm. So, uh, uh-oh, whatever that was was super loud. And also, here comes the monster. And already you're thinking, cool, I get monsters. I mean, this one looks a bit weird, but nothing, you know, it's a monster. I get it. Monster bad. Mm-hmm. Monster bad. Cut to military base where they inform us that this thing is not a monster, but an angel. And it's been 15 years since the la- since they killed the last angel. Indeed. Also, future 2015. We've gone from, uh, okay, this city looks kind of futuristic. Not really. And now full command base, loads of cool screens. You're like, ah, oh, yes, 2015. <laughs> The distant future. The guns and missiles that they're firing just do nothing. Frankly, it seems kind of pointless to keep wasting munitions on this. Uh, The car arrives to pick up this teen, and just in time, too, because if they're not careful, one of those missiles might hit them, or this thing might step on them, which it nearly does a couple of times. It's okay, though. Clearly, because there is something to the woman beyond being just someone picking him up. She seems not to panicked about the situation and Mm -hmm. used to it, in fact. Again, world building. Actually, in my opinion, done quite, you know, it it gets the point that, okay, clearly this is not a normal situation for them to be so casual about it. Yeah, the casualness got to me a little bit. It it definitely read as like, get in, loser, we're going shopping. Or as a, a popular right. meme of that scene, quick, Shiji, you got to get in the robot to save the world, and, and we've got to do it now, and the prom is tomorrow. <laughs> and the prom is tomorrow. <laughs> what, do you even have a suit? Uh, seems like it's something called an AT field around this thing, which causes conventional munitions to be useless against it. But- Back at the car, looks like they're going to... Uh, to use this big landmine, uh, which it makes them duck into the inside of the car, and it's such a big bomb that it tosses the car a whole distance away, landing on its side, but it's okay, they're fine, as they pop their heads out to look at the explosion that's strong enough to, like, blow wind across their hair. Exactly. Meanwhile, the military, as usual, are going, Oh my god! It, uh, we fired the bigger bombs! And they still didn't work. But did you fire the bigger bomb, sir? But we did, but it's still not working. God damn it. Sir, sir, this is going to sound crazy, but did we in fact set them up the bomb? We did. We did set them up the bomb and still it's invincible. It's almost like conventional weaponry doesn't work. (laughs) What you say? We set up the bomb. We set them up the bomb, and the bomb did nothing. Hugh, mysterious glasses man, looking on derisively, going, I told you it wouldn't work, but my thing might work. Back in the car again, heading for somewhere now, uh, Misato, that's her name, Misato, Hmm. Misato? Yeah, Misato. Misato. uh, Finishes a call with her superiors, then starts thinking about how much it'll cost her to repair her car, plus her best outfit just got ruined. Looks like today was some sort of special occasion. Also, the, the call out the camera angle from, like, looking sort of at her inner thigh towards Shinji. I And I'm starting to get the impression that, like, a lot of this is to convey how Shinji feels in the moment. Which, again, he's 14 years old and this super hot woman's just, like, in a skirt driving a car and going, like, all right, get in, loser, let's go. And he's like, okay, all right. But has no idea how to do anything about it or be anything about it or know even what the hell he's feeling indeed uh and then of course we get some comedy time because you know comedy comedy time, time. oh she because we get her inner thoughts and it turns out that inside she's actually quite a manic character not nearly as cool as she appears to be mm-hmm, that's right mm. and then shinji isn't uh shinji isn't sure about stealing all of those batteries though Indeed. And maybe at this point, at this point, you'd be forgiven for going, okay, I get the show. It's cool. It's going to be funny. There's robots. And in a minute, this kid's going to get in a robot. And yeah, save the he's day. He's going to get in a robot. And he's going to be like, yeah, robots. Cool. And uh, she is told, I don't know, you seem a bit childish for someone your age. And then she swerves the car back and forward dramatically, almost as if it's some kind of anime. I know, right? But then... Things become a little more interesting when suddenly they're arriving at some sort of military base and you think, okay, cool, I understand how that works. And suddenly you're in this massive turbo lift going down and it appears like there's some sort of city under the city. 
Yeah, we cut briefly a little bit here and there. There's a lot of intercuts in mm. this, so I'm trying to go for cut for cut, mm. but it's mm. uh, sometimes I won't. Mm. We're cutting briefly to his dad having a meeting with some military commanders, just sitting on a big old piston. Like, their whole desk with four or five of them is on a big piston, and once they're done with the meeting, they just descend into the floor. Mm. I wonder where they're going. Like, do they then just, like, get off of their desk and be like, oh, good meeting, guys. Anyone go golf later? I don't know. Hey, it's the year 2015, the... The, dis- the distant, the distant future. future. Uh, don't you have your own yeah. portable lift in your home that you use when you're in your chair? You know, I don't, and I feel like I'm living in the past century, and I should get one. They emerge downward into this, uh, what they call the geofront, hmm. the secret headwar- the headquarters of Nerve. And here, something again I didn't appreciate as a kid, but I actually appreciate it a lot now, is how suddenly sci-fi... Conscien. Well, also, just how sci-fi everything is, because I completely forgot about it's the whole, uh, like, these aren't just, like, five-minute lifts. It's like a 10, 20-minute lift going down, and you've got all these things spiraling everywhere. They've got time to have a full-on deep conversation. But also, yeah, there is a door marked Conchin, C-A-U-N-T-I-O-N. Hmm. I, th- I think maybe someone spelled something wrong. <laughs> And, and it's funny because misspellings are, it seems like Misato is lost. Fortunately, there's a system for that. This uh, scuba lady here is that system, I guess. Oh, yes. And once again, what's scuba lady doing? Well, she was just in the middle of unzipping in front of the robot. Uh, and then suddenly we have two. Well, she was taking her wetsuit off. That's a reasonable thing to do is take your wetsuit off. Then just like in your bathing suit, put, you know, throw a lab coat over top. Uh, I, that's a strong look. It is a strong one-piece bathing suit and lab coat. And actually, I quite like the point you made about how think of this from Shinji's view. And yeah, suddenly he's in a lift with two attractive adult women. <laughs> oh yeah, and like again, he's fourteen. Yeah. So like, having been a fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. boy, I can tell you this feels a lot like being a fourteen-year-old boy. And everything's like, like two years ago, I was just, I would never have looked at a breast. Mm-hmm. Why am I looking at this? Is like what? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she seems to be an important scientist. And maybe, in fact, this Misato is also an important someone. Maybe they're all actually important people in some sort of military organization. Almost like they have, like, that ten-minute sci-fi lift that goes down to somewhere. Hmm. I feel like you don't get one of those unless you're important. I know, right? Helpfully, uh, this one guy tells us that uh, Shinji and his dad haven't seen each other in, like, three years as they sort of converge on each other. And I guess... uh, they refer to Shinji's dad as uh, just Ikari mm. or Ikari-san or something like that, yeah. which is his last name. So that's fine. It's like a commander. Uh, it's not clear to me what exactly his rank is, but it's something like that. He's high ranking and people defer to him. Mm. So uh, as they meet, you know, I'm expecting maybe they'll have a little quick hug or a handshake or, you know, being Japanese, maybe a, maybe a warm, friendly bow, something like that. Anyway, uh, we're also informed that the odds of a successful activation of whatever they're looking to activate is 0.0000000001%. But it's not 0%, Paul. That's what matters. It's not zero. There's some chance. Also, you see that giant purple hand back there? Uh, No, because Shinji's looking at the manual of the place he's in going, I don't really know why I'm here or what's going on. Mm-hmm. They handed him a document. We're like, study this. And he completely misses the giant purple hand outside. Cut to a dark room. And then, bam, giant robot. Holy fuck, a giant robot. And most most interesting, a giant robot that looks a bit weird compared to similar giant robots uh, of the time. Like, you know, they were a bit mm-hmm. more Gundam Wing is the example here, where they're a bit more toy looking like. And this thing is a bit like, it's got really gangly limbs. It's got a really weird head. Mm-hmm. It looks weird. Yeah, you see, this mm. is not like a Gundam. This mm. is like the ultimate multi-purpose decisive combat weapons system created by man. Indeed. Artificial human Evangelion. Just like that title, I'm still not clear on what Evangelion means, but okay. Well, that's what it is, Paul. And that's what we're calling it, yes. and it's all good. It's an Evangelion. Yes. That's the name of what this thing is. Yes. Looks like they want Shinji to pilot this thing, despite the fact that it took someone named uh, Rei Ayanami. Yes. Uh, Rei Ayanami, seven months to synchronize with her Eva, whatever that means. Cue uh, our boy being a bit like, wait, what the what the actual fuck? 
what the actual fuck and the audience as well maybe also being a bit like wait what uh, is this wise is this how things should be done putting 14 year old boys in robots that okay also Shinji's dad is here now appearing above them in some sort of observation deck and has greeted his son who he hasn't seen in three years with not so much as a bow indeed fucking rude uh, in fact, when Shinji looks at his dad, instead of the usual happiness we normally associate with family members, we get a little quick flash of a crying child. And, Paul, uh, are these... is there a problem in this relationship? Uh, yeah, clearly this is abuse by neglect. Oh, but but I'm watching a kid... I thought it was about robots. But this is a cartoon on Cartoon Network, and it has fighting robots in it, so when do we get to the robots? Shinji, stop being sad and get in the robot, they all say to Shinji at the same time. A rightfully distressed Shinji is being told that he needs to pilot a thing that he's never even heard of before, only just seen now, is slightly terrified by, and I think rightfully so, and will have to go into combat immediately with it with zero training, instruction, or any idea at all about what the hell is going on beyond the fact that there's a thing outside that wants to kill them all but this is a hero's journey so naturally he's gonna suck it up and go all right i'll try for you dad oh, oh wait no paul he's still crying and i whinging. mean is that oh. what he's gonna do oh. because oh, okay quite helpfully his father responds to his self-doubt by saying look if you're gonna pilot it do it otherwise get out I swear this fucking guy, I, I am already out of patience with this fucking guy. On the other hand, they and a large crew of technicians and engineers working on the robot start to feel tremors from the battle above them. And they finally take no for an answer when the girl uh, with visible injuries hooked up to an IV. She can pilot it. That's fine. That'll work. Uh, yeah, and they start bringing her down, and who is she? Is she perhaps, oh, they did mention there was another pilot. Maybe that's yeah, her. Yeah, like two pilots, Ooh. and she's, like, currently connected to an IV, and sitting up causes her neck to bleed. Yep. Also, of interest, again, for the world building of this, you may be going, but wait a minute, why is this monster suddenly coming to this point? It's not, it doesn't, in fact, even... It's not doing the usual rampage and destroy. It actually seems quite focused. How strange. Hmm. Looks like she'll have to pilot the robot because otherwise they'll all die to this angel. Hey, again, at least Shinji's been given, like, the, you know, if anything, at least he was given the choice. Like, you know what, Shinji? Fine. Go home. Go home. <laughs> Yeah, Shinji, having previously felt that he was being asked to do some outrageously unreasonable bullshit because he was being asked to do some unreasonable bullshit, now realizes that he doesn't do, that if he doesn't do the unreasonable bullshit, then this girl will have to do the unreasonable bullshit for him, rendering his unreasonable bullshit slightly less unreasonable. Indeed. Also, maybe, funnily enough, maybe, if neither of them do it, maybe everyone's going to die in a couple of minutes. <laughs> also, you know? that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, death is probably worse than not getting in the robot. <laughs> so, he gets in the goddamn robot. Yep. The lights fall on him first, though, and the Evangelion somehow saves him from injury. Turns out this just doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. People are like, what the fuck? But the dad's happy about that, at least. Mm -hmm. He's happy. Running over to Ray, that's the hospital uh, girl, injured girl's name, who has fallen off of her gurney and is clearly in a lot of fucking pain. Uh, Shinji tells himself not to run away and announces that he will pilot the robot. Hallelujah. Triumph? I know, right? Like, this, I get that- This doesn't feel like triumph to me. Well, no, Paul, hero's journey. Clearly, he's had his moment of doubt, and from now on, from now on, from now we on. have our hero. I can't imagine how else it could ever go. Indeed. Because I have a very specific story structure that has been drilled into my head through years of only ever hearing that one story structure because that one sci-fi movie did it, and therefore every other sci-fi movie must do it. Not to mention, I've watched animes like Dragon Ball Z, where the hero is this cool guy and he beats the baddies. Like, that's how these things go. Anyway, into yeah, the robot. Something bad happens, <laughs> and then you get in the robot, and everything's going to work out just fine, because now you have a robot, and go team. I mean robot. Excellent. Cut 
up to slightly later where his uh, entry plug is uh, inserted into the robot and the cockpit starts flooding with some kind of liquid, which looks kind of gross, but okay. It, it's okay. He goes, what the fuck is this liquid? And they tell him, it's all right. It's basically this awesome thing that's like oxygen. And it is wonderful. Uh, again, the sure. year 2015. So breathe the liquid. 2015, the distant future. <laughs> we, we no longer breathe gases. We breathe liquids because the future. Because future. They run through their pre-flight, and everything looks good, which, again, seems like it doesn't happen usually. Usually it takes a long time for pilots to get used to this thing. And also, this robot seems to have a whole, just so many restraints around it. Like, the, it's it's intended to keep it still. I guess it'll fall over if it doesn't. I don't know. That's weird. It is interesting. It also has what we call science jargon and a whole command science of, jargon yes here's the at field here's the safety plugins here's the sync relays make sure that's syncing oh that's synced it's good syncing good syncing it's good syncing make sure that everything is synchronized to everything else yes <clears throat> and here we i told you paul hero's journey here's the heroic music dun 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 that's the one so many hero music and the evangelion gets launched upwards at alarming speed to street level uh, looks like it got here just in time for a triumphant music to start and uh, a face-off with the angel as the episode ends with Misato saying, uh, I think quite helpfully, Shinji, don't die. <laughs> hey, I know, right? I mean, at that point, I think that's the best advice you could get anyone. Please just don't fuck this up. Just don't die. Just Dying is bad. Don't, don't do Please it. Please don't. Don't die. don't die. No dying for you. Fight the thing, be in the robot, don't die. And that is the end of episode one. It's the end of episode one, and uh, some lovely somber piano music plays us out into the credits. Uh, that was such a tone shift into this into this song, I have to say. It is a tone shift, and once again, perhaps, jokes aside, the, the hint that, hang on a minute, is this... Why is it somber? Our hero is now going to win, and now this will be the story of the hero winning, right? Right. Right. How could we ever have a story about a hero not winning? Hmm. So, episode two. Well, well, first, you oh. were telling me that this is, uh, the, the thing that I watched had, like, instrumental piano music playing, but this was not the version that you saw back in the day, that your version had a different song. Yes, uh, the original version, which I'm pretty sure is the original production version or maybe just for the english release is fly me to the moon which again is a very jazzy piano-y piece but with the lyrics as well it adds a certain odd mellowness to the ending of the episodes as you said switching from this quite dramatic shift then just implying to sit back relax life is all fine but at the same time quite melancholy as well you know what it reminds me of very slightly is when an episode of Steven Universe finishes and you get that little snippet of the song that they wrote about it. Mm. And it's like whatever was happening previously, it's like a cool down for that show. And it, you sort of feel like, oh, OK, it's completely shifted. And now we'll go back into a new episode, having remembered that this is like a pensive piece about something or other. Except in this case, it's like a very somber piece. So it's like, hey, this, this is going to get real. Be, be prepared for that. Oh, it's and I kind of like this. I kind of like this piano version. You've played me the cover of uh, "Fly Me to the Moon" that was in the original, or the one that you saw, and I also really like that. But it feels very different, and I don't know which I prefer. Having seen now four episodes that we're going to be covering hmm. in the next episode or two. Hmm. Again, they're both good, and as you said, it. It implies already, once again, that there's something different about this show. Especially, uh, as I said, when this is the first time you're experiencing something like this after, you know, more traditional shows. And again, uh, you know, a little shout out to Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing is also a serious robot show uh, that has young pilots and war and depression. But it's also more grounded, I think, in a sort of sci-fi reality. Well, this show, already you get this feeling that there's stuff going on that you don't know about yet. Why is the world like this? You haven't actually had much explained to you. You've been told things very quickly and shown things, but it hasn't done the usual, you know, 
The year is 2015, and mankind has been at war with the angels for the last 20 years, ever since the coming of the second, you know... It doesn't do yeah. that. You just... They do do that later, but they do mm. it in a way that's not, as you say, like I, I recently did Pacific Rim for the show mm. and it, I praised it for being like, it got all of that crap out of the way in the first like minute and a half saying like, here's what you need to know. There's cool robots. They're fighting these things that came from the ocean. Go robots. And I'm like, all right, cool. This show doesn't really do that. It just sort of throws us into Shinji's world. And we learn as Shinji does. Exactly. Which is actually quite good. Although it's funny you mentioned Pacific Rim, because again, uh, there was a, there's a joke video where it says like, Neon Genesis Evangelion will always remain the greatest anime adaptation of Pacific Rim there's ever been. <laughs> oh, I agree. It is a very good... Uh, yes. I have nothing to add to that joke now that I'm thinking about it. I just agree. <laughs> so... <laughs> So episode two, if uh, if we don't have anything else to say about episode one. No, I think we're ready to move into episode two when, as I've said, Hero's Journey. This is the episode where our hero takes down his first opponent. The battle is on. Give us the commentary, I s- Paul. I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm going to let you finish. But first, we need to look at some unfamiliar ceilings. Oh. Which is the name of the episode. Fade in! To the Evangelion staring down the angel, like from the end of the last episode. And its final restraints are removed, and it dramatically lurches forward as Shinji concentrates hard on taking, like, a step in the robot, which sort of doesn't go very well, and he falls straight on his face. Wait, wait, Paul, I'm confused. Hero's journey, he's just fucked up. What's going on? The, Paul, well, I'm scared. The, the hero's... The hero's journey starts with a single step resulting in a faceplant. I see no issues with this in terms of our very specific and very limited format that we tell stories in here in the West. But, I mean, are you saying that he wasn't able to master the highly complicated fighting robot with no training? I, I'm confused. Well, not right now. Oh. No. Oh. No, he wasn't able to do the thing he's never done. Oh. I is confused. That's almost like reality. That's weird. Why would you put reality into this show about giant fighting robots? Shinji, fight the thing in the robot. Make it look cool, please. And in the command room already, they're like, oh, he's, oh, he's fucking up. Oh, Shinji, stop fucking up, please. Oh, my God. Shinji, Shinji, I, I see you trying to fuck up there. Could I please recommend maybe not do that? Maybe succeed instead? Uh, Shinji can feel in his nerves and in his arm what the evangelion can feel i guess and also the angel blasts straight through the evangelion's head with a beam which spurts like an alarming amount of blood out both sides of the wound uh why does our robot need blood paul i had assumed that was shinji's blood and he was dead but he's still alive (laughs) because cut to later in hospital where shinji is looking at an unfamiliar ceiling and listening to the almost silence around him in this super brightly lit room. And again... For like a full minute on the same shot, doing very little except listening to the cicadas outside. I love the pacing of this show so much! Oh, I know, right? And again, it's a wonderful moment where you're like, wait, how... What's happened? Has Did he lose? Did he win? He must have won because he's alive, but did he not? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. He could have also not won and Mm. been evacuated and everything's gone to crap, but they somehow got him out of there. Mm. Or, you know, who knows? I don't know at this point. It's been only one episode. Cut to a crater where the UN nerve crew are cleaning up the previous day's battle. And cut to what a video call looked like in the imaginations of 1995 people as a group of men discuss how best to proceed. Indeed. Uh, Color-coded, of course, for your convenience. Naturally. Naturally, I think that's what a lot of our current plans are missing is people holograms sitting on colored pads. Uh, Plan one, put out a disinformation campaign to prevent people from understanding anything about the robots. Also, uh, looks like this program is super expensive. And also Ikari's main job is something called the Human Instrumentality Project. But for the moment, getting rid of the angels is probably more pressing. So they'll consider his funding request. Indeed. Who would have thought that gigantic city-spanning robots cost thousands upon thousands of tax dollars? Oh, literally, literally thousands is, I think maybe you've underestimated how much, like, steel costs. Not to mention, again, Paul, normally when the robot goes away, it's 
magically goes away? What's with all these clearing crews and building crews and people, <laughs> workers dragging things away on cranes? That's almost like what I, happens in real life. What the fuck? I absolutely love the occasional shots of like some dude doing his job as a forklift operator who's just lifting pieces of robot around going like hey come on buddy like you can't stand directly in the way what if i ran you over come on come, watch where you're going please oh hey i clear up an aisle four am i right ho <laughs> cut back to the hospital where shinji is now outside of his room uh looking out the window i guess he's doing pretty okay and ray from before is in the same hospital and is wheeled past him to somewhere Cut again to Misato, who's just finished preparing, uh, preparing, repairing Eva One, which is the name of the big purple robot he was fighting in earlier, Indeed. and enjoying some air conditioning. Indeed. Indeed. And, okay, we're still not quite sure what's happened, but it does seem as if everyone is peaceful, so maybe it's not mm. so bad. The What's going to happen now? Shinji needs to well, live how, somewhere. How sh- How's uh, how's Shinji doing? He's he he doesn't seem like he's doing very well. Oh, he's fine. He's the hero. He's fine. He'll any minute now. I mean, he'll be back. Like physically, he's okay. But you know that part where like the robot he was mentally connected to, like hit the arm got twisted and like all broken, crushed and whatnot. Or, and he's now just staring at his arm. Yeah, yeah. Or the bit where again the uh the the, the head the skull was smashed in and uh, blood was everywhere because that's the robot. Yeah. yeah. Robot blood, naturally, yeah, because yeah. Ro- I mean, that's the color that robot should be. Paul, Paul, he'll be fine. It's time for him to go live somewhere. Oh, hang on, he wants to live by himself. No, 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 no. You're gonna live with the lady. <laughs> there is a specific shot here of uh, Misato uh, just next to like an ammunition loading bay or something that I have to mention because it's goddamn stylish. Hmm. It's some of this show is just so much of the visual storytelling and the visual world building, I guess, rather than storytelling. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's spectacular. No, As I... you say, here's like a guy doing his job and his job is uh, working for nerve and he he like welds bits of metal together and fits them as pre assemblies for whatever. Like that's a, there's a whole fabrication facility. It's so so scale. Everything is oh, yeah. massive massive it's like look at these it, it, it's implying like i think again at the time like even in a, a show like gundam the robots were big but you know they weren't that big but here it's like no these evangelion things are massive these things are the size of a skyscraper hmm. like they dwarf some of the skyscrapers around them hmm. uh back at the hospital misato is here to see shinji and also his dad is here on the elevator and shinji sort of sees his dad on the elevator then decides to just let the door close and he'll get the next one. Yep. Mood. Uh, not to mention, oh, your son. Do you are you do you want to go see your so son? Here, your son's back. Your son's back. He should probably live with you as a family, right? No. Right? Uh, no, sir. You should. Uh, you're gonna live with. Nah. You're gonna take care of your son, who's your who's your family. I, I have a bachelor pad thing going on, so uh, you know, no. You know, the, the kid who you haven't seen in three years, you've abused by neglect, and now you're asking to do stuff for you. Uh, for like... We really need to focus on our work. Could you get back on that, focusing on the work? There's a good man. Yeah, so he's going to live alone instead. And actually, Shinji sort of smiles a little bit and goes like, ah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm, a, I'm used to being alone. I like it. And Misato hmm. is like, no, no, you will live with me. And we are going to, we're going to, it's going to be great. We're going to be roommates. We're going to have fun. It's time to celebrate the arrival of the new roommate in style. Just a whole bunch of microwave dinners, snack food, and beer. Yes. Wait, Paul, is it possible that she isn't a very responsible adult? At the shop, they overhear some folks who are discussing evacuating the city because no one can protect them, seemingly. And they drive home, but first they need to go somewhere special. Lookout point. Make out point, probably. And af- where after dark, I guess all of the buildings rise up out of the ground. And that is actually something I'd completely forgotten about. Pod rewatching. Yeah, it's Tokyo got... 3. Oh, wait. That's the reason the city functioned after all the destruction is actually most of the buildings, Lego style, just go down. But it's also that um, that elevator ride down they took earlier through like the, the upside down city. That's what it is, is the city goes down into the ground. Hmm. As sometimes when it, the top needs to be protected, and it can go up again. 
this also again is world building in that you suddenly get this feeling wait what's the rest of the world is this normal is all cities in the world like this is it just this one is this just tokyo because like this might just be tokyo Hmm. Hmm. so wait i guess he won before because this is the city that shinji protected is what misato says yes and that sounds really positive yeah great so I, I thought he lost and ended up in hospital, but I guess he won. Cut to Misato's apartment, where Shinji's boxes have arrived ahead of them, and I guess Misato only recently moved in herself. He thanks her for having him over as a guest, effectively, and uh, they say to another a lovely little line, What are you talking about? This is your home. He says, Oh, I'm home. Welcome yeah. back. And Misato, at this uh, point, being, it is a, you know what, It's a bit awesome. cluttered in here. It's a bit cluttered in here, don't you find? Oh, well, in between all the rubbish, beer. Just a tad. Rubbish. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's fine, probably. But we're not going to focus on that, Paul, because it's time for comedy again. You know, it's, it's been a bit yeah. of a while. Let's have some comedy, please. Yeah, it's been super heavy for a minute. Hmm. And, like, the poor guy has just looked at his dad who doesn't want him, <laughs> except for his use as what amounts to a child soldier. Uh, and then also look at the look at this apartment. All there is in here: snacks, ice, and beer. What the hell does she do in here all day? Also, there's this other fridge in here. Don't open that. He's sleeping. <laughs> she doesn't like to disturb people during the night. Wait, what? No, don't don't wake people up. That's not cool. Time for a healthy meal of stuff in tins and microwave meals as Misato chugs an entire beer to get the party started. Hell yeah! Oh, and the fourteen-year-old. Boy. Okay. Is that different in Japan? I feel like this must be different in Japan. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, is this... Am, am I running into a cultural thing here? Because I'm just looking at this going, like, this feels wildly inappropriate. Uh, no, I I think it is wildly inappropriate. But, oh, well, especially but, I mean, they the are camera playing angling laughs. at this point as well. I, and again, I think a lot of the camera angling is how Shinji feels mm. rather than what's actually happening. That's a Or it's what's actually happening... It. But he, well, you know what I mean, though? It's like, hmm. this is the 14-year-old perspective. Hmm. It's not her perspective. It doesn't feel like necessarily her perspective. Uh, but anyway, she's a bit annoyed at him that he's not getting into the whole drinking beer and uh, hanging out with a older woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. My specific uh, phrasing in my notes for that section is, and Shinji is clearly experiencing feelings. Oh, yes. Time for a bath. Bath time. Mm-hmm. Well, it. Well, later they split a month's chores by like 30 rounds of rock, paper, scissors in a row, and Shinji just mostly loses all of them. So mm. there you go. Split up the chores fair and square. Shinji, you're like the maid now, and I'll do chores five times or so in the next month. Perfect. Uh, he's still feeling quite uncomfortable and having some trouble settling in, so Misato recommends taking a bath. It's like uh, It's like life's... Life, life's washer, I guess. And also the bathroom is where she's hung all of her underpants. Which again is fine. Totally fine with him. He That's accepts you, that. Like where else are you going to hang a bra? Honestly, I get you, right? Anyway. But maybe be like, oh, you're here now. I have another person in my space. I should probably tidy up a little. Well, Paul, it's okay because he's going to have a nice relaxing bath. Him and of course the penguin. Wait. The penguin here making Donald Duck voices at him. Um, Paul, what, what, what's happened? I don't know. There's a penguin now. He oh, oh. Uh, Shinji runs out, sort of confused about why there's <laughs> a, a, penguin a, now. <laughs> a random wild animal penguin with like a towel over his shoulders. Going, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> turns out this is a hot spring penguin. His name is Pen Pen, their other roommate. Also, Shinji, maybe uh, maybe cover up a little, please. Oh, but uh, Shinji, uh, but it's okay because luckily beer cans have been placed very tactfully. In the area. Oh, yeah. And she reaches to get one of the beer cans and pulls it back from the tactfully position. And there's just like another slightly smaller can of something <laughs> in between the camera and his junk is what's happening. Comedy and she's gold, just sitting there calmly like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, Shinji, you're going to towel maybe? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then the penguin helped itself to some lovely beverages from the fridge because that's what the penguin does. Um, and then goes into his own fridge. To, like have a nap, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't. Does this make sense later? Because it doesn't make sense yet. It might, but it also might not. But for now, okay. Let's move on. Uh, there's a penguin, and now Shinji is listening to the cool music. The cool music. 
his room. Well, he's having a bath first, oh, and yeah. he doesn't oh, yeah. enjoy yeah. it as much as Misato does because he tends to remember those like you remember those very recent psychologically scarring robot flashback battles he's been subjected to because he's been subjected to some seriously psychologically scarring giant robot flashback battles. Yes, and oh, what's that? He might have already had some issues before this even started. Uh oh. Oh. Well, he is, this sounds like, come on now, hang on, hang on. Hero's journey, though, so like, you're telling me that his lowest point came before this? That's not right. Oh. We need to join the hero just as they're off on an adventure. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I'm really confused at the, these flashback images of a small boy crying. That's not him, right? Is Misato the, is this the meeting with the goddess already? Because that really only belongs in the end of act two and they i i feel very strongly that they're not doing the formula and i am confused and i don't know what's happening craig exactly but uh anyway wait actually what is the next shot <laughs> uh cut to mr ikari speaking with his assistant turns out that ray will be back on her feet in about 20 days also turns out that these children are the only ones who can pilot the evas so that's what they'll do Yes. And also, that rather undercuts how awesome this other Evangelion looks, because this is also the first shot of uh, Eva Zero Zero, I guess, which is um, which is Ray's one. And it's a fucking cool looking robot, even under this covering here. But as they're talking, they're like, look, if we could use people who were not child soldiers, we would. But eh, what are you going to do? Not to mention, again, I think it was referenced in the first episode, and again, something called, like, the Marmaduke Institute, I think. Or I think it was, it's written in a couple of places. And again, like... They really must like that really bad comic strip that used to be in every newspaper for some reason. But again, slow world building there of, like, oh, so it's not just, like, random. There's an institute, and there's other children? And, oh, okay, something's going on here. I'm, I'm intrigued. That's weird... I'm intrigued. I don't understand. Yeah. Probably nothing. Hmm. Why would they ever set something up to pay off later? That seems like something a storyteller should never do. Foreshadowing. That's li- like so 2010, am I right? <laughs> so 2010. That's like five years in the past. Oh, Get with sh- the future. Shit. We're in the future now. Hmm. Got cut to Shinji listening to his unbranded personal cassette tape player as he tries to get some sleep. He says to us, uh, another ceiling he's never seen before. And he says to himself, as he experiences flashbacks to the battle of the previous day, uh, turns out he was in an awesome robot battle where he completely wrecked this angel and survived it, uh, self-destructing on top of him in a weirdly cross-shaped explosion. Like, this this explosion is cross-shaped for probably no reason. I can't imagine they're messing with religious symbolism at all. I highly doubt it. Also, I feel it's important to note that he won the battle by skill ingenuity and finally showing that he uh, knows what he's doing not uh i don't know having some sort of breakdown and just screaming a lot right yeah i guess the robot part went dark for a while as shinji sort of worked on pure instinct and now he's conscious again and the evangelion helmet falls off whatever it is and he finally sees whatever is underneath the helmet which looks like it's not a robot at all it actually looks like some sort of weird living thing. Oh, wait, Paul. Did they give the robot blood because it actually has blood? Is this a, is this an alive? Is the robot not a robot? Oh, and it's doing the whole, you look into the abyss, the abyss looks back at you. Oh, fuck, Shinji can't take it. Blackout. The abyss has such lovely eyes. Lovely green. Such a cool eye. Uh, Shinji screams at this as he wakes up from this nightmare he's been in but like i you are right he's he sort of this is the dark side of the super saiyan thing right it's Mm. the completely lose your goddamn cool and go saiyan on the guy he he was not a cool collected anything he just blacked out and committed atrocious acts of violence against this thing which granted was trying to kill him Yes, and not to mention that the robot um, took his will, as it was, by full-on, like, suddenly the mouth's opening, there's all this blood coming out of its mouth, it's, again, very cool, but a little bit strange, this isn't how it's supposed to go in these shows. Poor Shinji is lying in bed while these flashbacks haunt him, and the episode ends with Misato congratulating him on the whole saving the city thing, 
Hmm. And that's the end. That's the end of the. This is a very different tone. It is, isn't it? I don't think I've seen a lot that's like this. No, right? Especially if you then, for many people, take that nostalgic, like, 17, 18-year-old, granted, maybe not appreciating it all, but still intrigued. Is this where you're at? Is this the, oh man, I'd forgotten how good this is. I just thought it was robots fighting cool big other robots. Oh no, I remember how <laughs> I remember things that we will not discuss for spoilers, but um, I'd forgotten, I think, the beginning. That also might be because, you know, this was back in the day of, oh, when is the show on? Oh, sometimes at nine, but sometimes at ten, and sometimes on a Tuesday, but sometimes on a Monday. Uh, oh, I've missed an episode. Okay, I'll watch the next one. It's a cartoon. It doesn't matter missing episodes. Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I definitely did not watch the entire thing. Episode one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Anybody who thinks that the 90s were like a better time for content are just, you don't remember how it was to be like rushing out of a place to be like, I really want to grab. I want to get to my show because if I'm not there at a certain time, then it's gone forever. Oh, don't worry, Paul. It will repeat two weeks from now. At four o'clock in the morning, but only the second episode, not the first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, never. That's hmm. when it's going to repeat. Functionally, never. Hmm. God, I'm glad we have internet now. So uh, I definitely did not watch it in a perfectly chronological order. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but I've forgotten some of the subtleties of the start. So, so, unless, so unless there's anything to say about this first two episodes as a whole. Hmm. Then it, uh, in that case, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think at this point you could argue you've got a scenario and a situation and you could make a judgment on the show here and now. But faithfully, I think there's still a little more, which is why I'm glad we get to episode four, which we'll discuss at the end. But I actually feel episode four was quite a good ending point. But I digress. I digress. Yeah, I guess uh, I was thinking about episodes one and two thinking... Mm. Okay, I mean, at this point, I'm sort of interested. I'm kind of versed in who a few of the characters are. I think I get the tone of the show. So, yeah, maybe I'll watch another episode. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Hmm. Uh, like, if we're talking about the three-episode classic anime treatment of saying, it, this show has 2,000 episodes, I'll give it three episodes, and if I'm not into it by then, then I guess I'm just not into it. Hmm. I think if uh, if it had ended on episode two, I don't know if I would have kept watching necessarily. Yeah, I no, I was like, that... all right, this is fine. The animation's cool, I guess. Yeah, I, I'd argue, you know, not, not talking about quality, but as you said, it's done a good job of getting you in quickly, but maybe mm. not explained enough yet to keep you here. Maybe. Well, as I said, I'm sort of a plot guy, so mm. if the plot isn't advancing at some kind of pace, then. I don't know, I guess I think the editing is really cool by this point, like that quick cut to hospital, and I go, whoa, okay, that was that was a movement, I wonder what's going to happen next. And I like the feeling of, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. I guess that's where I'm at with this. I, you know what, I take it back. I would have watched an episode three just mm. on my own without doing the show and needing to watch four episodes so that we could talk about it. So yeah, I'd probably keep watching. And that is the end of part one of this review of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Join us next time when we'll find out whether they hold a parade in Shinji's honor and explore the psychological depths of a 14-year-old boy forced against his will to become a child soldier against a seemingly undefeatable invincible enemy. Also, will they make it to prom? Also, will they make it to prom on time? <laughs> See you next time, y'all. See you next time, y'all. Characters, images, words. Almost as if it's some kind of anime.